0: The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barrazi in Chicago. Welcome back to the podcast. I just got in from holiday shopping, and boy, is my checking account tired. <laughs> Tip your waitress. I'm here all week. So uh, are you done with the shopping yet?
1: I'm not done with the shopping yet. Um, I'm hoping to be done. I work most of a day tomorrow, and I'm hoping in the like third of a day that I don't work that I'll finish, but I'm not entirely convinced that I will. And then after tomorrow, well, that'll be the twenty first, right? Yeah, I guess it's not quite uh, like panic time yet, right? When's panic time? What Christmas 20, Eve? At about Christmas 7 p.m. Christmas Eve,
0: <laughs> Christmas Eve around eight p.m. If you're not, if you don't have everything in your property, you do panic a little bit, and uh, uh-huh. and I've done that. I've been out on Christmas Eve uh, getting presents before, and actually, it's not a bad time to be out shopping.
1: Oh, because most people are done most by then. Most
0: people are done, so it's just the you and the other losers, and uh, uh, and and it, you know. So, relatively speaking, it's not as many people as you would have gotten, like maybe the weekend before Christmas when people are really seriously finishing up their shopping. This is just the last-minute idiots who are just grabbing whatever gift sets are at the end caps of the aisles. You know, you know. I'll, sure, my, I'll get my eight-year-old this uh, gift pack of Bailey's Irish Cream and two rocks glasses.
1: <laughs> right, because everything looks like a Russian grocery store by <laughs> Christmas Eve.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I this, hope everybody
1: this. likes pet eggs because everybody's getting a pet egg.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so I haven't had too much of of a problem. It's just the panic of not knowing what you're, you know, not not knowing exactly what to get. And at that point, whatever you get doesn't really matter. You might as well not get anything because it's just a it's a throwaway gift. You're just trying to get your numbers right at that point. You know what I mean? You're trying to get your numbers even. Right. Uh, you're just trying to get all the price points where they're supposed to be. You hit price so you're points, points, you're uh, hitting, That yeah.
1: Humidify. You're like, it's like the end of Wheel of Fortune. Where mm-hmm. they're like, You got 50 more dollars. Uh, give me the ceramic Dalmatian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my favorite part when they, ha- I wish they would still do that. Make them spend the money on the spot. Okay, you've got $2,500. Pick from this stage full of crap. <laughs> you know, like tacky housewares here you go
1: they really took the joy out of it when you couldn't get, yeah. you know a white leather couch anymore Grass fish uh, <laughs> when it's just people winning cash that they're going to mostly give over to taxes and then the rest pay off their credit cards with where's the fun in that
0: yeah that was uh that that was a great part of the show the old they must have stopped that in the 80s i think because i i remember that being distinctly in 80s uh Thing in, on on Wheel of Fortune is is having to spend your money on the spot, mm-hmm. and how great for them because they didn't have to give away any cash. All that stuff was promotional products provided by the you know manufacturers, right? So they just had to sure. They're just the middleman, but anyway, we're getting we're getting off topic from Christmas shopping. But yes, yeah, so that that is kind of what it's like. It's just I got to get these. I got to spend the right amount of money, or I need to have the right number. Or you are thinking about the flow of what order you are going to want your kid to open the presents in. Like, well, they're going to they need something to open between the socks and the pencil case so they don't get too they don't get down a bad streak, you know what i mean? You know,
1: yeah, like, there is an art to that. There's a fine there's art a to flow, like right? sticking a tiny fun thing on a large boring thing or yes. a small exciting thing next to a large boring thing. Like there, yeah, there's there's flow, there's contrast.
0: Not giving them the thing that they were going to want to open on the spot while you still have 18 other presents to open because then they cry and get mad that they can't open the one thing like the oh, Christmas could the be thing. over at that right. point. If, if you give them a toy that they want to open on the spot, then the rest of the wrapping could not happen. You know, right. I think you've had a couple right. Christmases right. like that, right? Where you didn't even get to all the presents. You just, she was happy with what she had. So you just stopped. Didn't you have, I think one we've had every
1: Christmas like that. You kept the yeah. presents. At, in at the least closet? one. We actually put, we, yeah, one or two years we put presents away. Because she was just <laughs> off to the races with her little kid toys and we looked over at another pile of toys and we're like, okay, we will dole these out over the, you know, in January and February when there's 57 feet of snow and it's 20 below. It's we'll kind of like Hanukkah. Have, have her open
0: it's kind of like Hanukkah, but it was like three oh, yeah. weeks long.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, if the Maccabees burn those candles for 60 days. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and also they weren't dumb because we were new only child parents, mm-hmm. uh, these weren't presents from other people. Cause you certainly can't sandbag grandma's presents. Oh right? yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. I see it dinner. Well, they're looking for the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're going to look for the recognition, the picture on Facebook. They're the, they're going to look for the, something that shows that they open it. So you had to put, had to be stuff you bought. Uh, I,
1: uh, I, I screwed up something major today while shopping and, uh, I don't. I don't think my wife will hear this before Christmas, so I think I can just go ahead and say right now into this recording uh, of one of her gifts. But I was buying. I was in Crate and Barrel buying something for her, and I checked out. And as I was walking out of the store, I walked by a display of slate cheese boards, <laughs> uh, like a sh- like a yeah. slate shingle, but you serve uh-huh. cheese off of it. Yeah, and I- we have slate uh, drink coasters. Uh huh. And I thought, man, that cheese board looks just like our drink coaster. Like, what a great way to entertain. You're like, there's wine mm-hmm. glasses on slate squares. There's cheese on slate squares. Just slate squares for all my friends. Uh, and it even came with, um, or well, no, separate, extra. You can get these little ceramic flat Christmas trees that you write on with a wipe-off marker, what kind of cheese it is, and then you set the Christmas trees next to the cheeses. And I thought, I can't leave the store without that slate cheese board. And I went back into the line, which was longer than when I'd left it. And I bought the slate cheese board and I drove home so satisfied about this, this gravy gift that wasn't, on, it wasn't part of the plan. And I came home and sitting on the island in the kitchen was a brand new slate cheese
0: board. Oh, that you didn't know you already had or that she? She bought it <laughs> well, somewhere else. It was a priori. A, it was a gravy gift, right? So you could just it, like it never happened. You did get her what so, you were supposed so I, to, right? I mean, I'm, obviously,
1: I bought the right gift because she bought it for herself. Mm-hmm. So that means she would have liked it. So do I just bring it back?
0: Either that or destroy the other cheese board between now and Christmas, like it's an accident, like make it look like an accident.
1: Oh yeah, blame it on Viva. I like drop it on the floor and put a princess next to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, cover it with glitter and then <laughs> and say, honey, you know, this might not be as bad as you think. Just give it a couple days.
1: And now it's time for Healthy. That's where I'll be home for Christmas, but only if I don't have a grabber at the Golden Corral.
0: <laughs> well, if you're going to go, that's the way to do it. With a with a, a smile. <laughs> with a smile and a plate full of ribs and chocolate <laughs> pudding from a can. Yeah,
1: that's how I see myself going is like uh uh falling face down onto the sneeze guard at a Bob's big boy, and then slowly my face, like my cheeks sliding down the glass <laughs> and then keeling over to the carpet. The the uh the Thousand Island dressing stained carpet.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that'll be yeah, your last your last moment will be st- staring up at ceiling tiles mm-hmm. and just other people staring stepping at, uh... over you with their plates full of ribs and yeah.
1: Right. Stepping over me holding tongs and a plate. Yep. <laughs> Are you going to eat that?
0: <laughs> <And then> someone <laughs> b- bends over and takes a piece of prime rib off your off, off your crotch. <laughs> well, you don't need it. <laughs> Well, um, you know, here we are just a couple of days before Christmas and for us into a long stretch of being very busy with seeing friends and relatives and going to uh, California next week. And, uh, and of course, uh, Ellie comes down with a fever last night. So she has a... She, she seemed to be fine yesterday. She went to a... Uh, She's in a kid's choir, and they had a little party, and Kelly noticed that she really wasn't herself, didn't eat much food, wasn't as active, and on the way home, Ellie mentioned that she, you know, didn't feel great. And uh, so sure enough, she had 102 fever last night.
1: She missed all the uh, slapboard cues in Sleigh Ride.
0: Oh, yeah. She was a mess. She was just a mess. So they... Uh, so it was a real fever. A I mean, real, like 102, a real legit... Fever. Legit fever. Although I did withhold medicine. Now I have this weird. I'm no doctor, but I have this weird theory <laughs> that that it, that you should let a fever be unless it makes unless you're uncomfortable. And I know there's got to be a certain. You know, I I think if it had gotten much over the 102 mark, and someone's gonna send us an angry emails, and you're you're gonna give your kid brain damage. But isn't a fever your body doing what it's supposed to do to like fight off the sickness? And if you make your fever go down, is your body still not fighting is hard like, I don't know what, what you're doing if you lower your fever with, with fever reducing medicine have you also reduced like the fight that your body's putting up because is, isn't that the fever is your body like working hard to fight oh, off saying, the if you infection the symptom yeah
1: that you'll suppress your body's ability to fight the actual
0: And yeah, I, I, I could be completely
1: wrong I, I would assume wrong. that is not what medicine does or else everyone would die
0: yeah well it's a I don't know uh, I, I don't believe it yet. So you got someone's got to prove me wrong, but I, I I believe in the power of a, of a good fever. If you're sick and you got a fever, you know you just kind of got to let your fever ride, unless it's unless it's so bad. You know, if it gets over that hundred and two, I would have given her some ibuprofen or whatever. I'm pretty
1: Hopefully. sure you're mixing up fevers and wildfires.
0: But isn't that the same thing? Don't you get a fever because your body is going <laughs> is working overtime to fight off the sickness? Yes, I mean, it, question mark. There's a theory here, and I think, um, I, you know, I, I think it's valid. Um,
1: it seems like the kind of theory that causes a lot of Christian Science children to die.
0: Well, I mean, as a backup, I did, I did get a jar full of leeches for a good bloodletting. <laughs>
1: Put some hot glass cups on her back. So she had that going for her, which is nice.
0: <laughs> the, um, uh, so, uh, we did, you know, she, she stayed home from school today. Cause obviously the rule is supposed to be, uh, the rule is supposed to be, uh, you have to be fever free for, uh, 24 hours before you could go back to school. So, um. That's a
1: rule. That's a thing.
0: Yeah, that's what the schools say, right? Unenforceable. Hmm. Uh, no, it's absolutely unenforceable, right? It's no, absolutely. You could just. You, kids come to school with fevers, you know. So. Um, right.
1: Did no? Did the kids at the choir party know she had a fever?
0: Well, she well we no because we didn't either. She, no one knew. No one knew. We didn't know she had a fever they, until they just we got thought
1: she was uh, sulking.
0: Yeah. She was lethargic. Mm-hmm. And uh, see here, not all fevers require treatment. This is from the Internet, so it's got to be true. Well, Fe- there you go. In fact, fever is an important indicator that there is something wrong with the body. And it's often used in order to gauge the success of medical treatments. Sure, uh, it tells that you that the means. humors are out of alignment. Yeah, absolutely. Um so anyway, she had the fever. She didn't have it this morning, and luckily we got through the whole day without the fever. But, you know, you're always worried about how much – how soon can you jump back into full activity? You know, she's supposed to have school tomorrow with, like, the school party, you know, or the, the, the holiday party before break, the Christmas party or whatever they're calling it. The uh, – uh, then we go right into, like, two nights of sleepovers at Grandma's house, and then it's Christmas Eve where she has to sing a solo in choir. we get
1: everyone in the family sick, including then, all the, like, weak elderly people. Yeah, so,
0: you know. I'm and a you know bit...
1: every activity tomorrow's like, holiday day is going to be, like, bobbing for apples and slobbering on communal gingerbread oh and my gosh. Trading, trading candy canes and playing suck and blow. It's going to be all... Like fluid swap games for eight hours.
0: Now, the – so, you know, uh, I'm worried about just letting her jump right back into that, but at the same time, you know, we kind of have to suck it up here and, you know, it is uh, it is uh, the holidays, so everyone's going to be miserable, so you might as well just, you know, fight through it, right? We all have to be miserable. But she might get all of us sick. So I did – that's the thing. You got to get her better before the pl- the flight. Yeah. Well, so I I went and got uh you know we're gonna supplement with some uh, multivitamins you know over the next couple of weeks uh, starting today and the whole family's gonna take them to try to keep us all from you know boost some of our immune system by taking some extra vitamins. Um, so I went and got two mm-hmm. g- giant jars of Flintstones vitamins that we're gonna crush down into a powder and snort. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. whatever's is the best way to get that in your system? I don't know if it's you got to put it on a spoon and melt it and inject it. You know, free ba- what's that called? Free basing?
1: Yeah, I think you either have to inject ball it. Ball it. You have to snort it. I mean, you really got to get it right into a into a, into like a, um, right, right through a very permeable membrane or right into a vein. So it's got to go
0: dissolve it. Uh, you know, in an orifice. Dissolve it and drop it right into my eyeballs
1: eyeball eyeball go eyeball
0: i could do a suppository uh, yeah suppository, suppository <laughs> like an, a a, uh, a colon cleanse a, a vitamin cleanse of my colon what do they call that a uh, like a cough a colonic right oh sure a flintstone colonic flintstone colo- body <laughs> body <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Brent>. <laughs> well <laughs> so the uh, <laughs>
1: I'm the Mr. rapper and I'm here to say I love this colonic in a major way
0: <laughs> so uh, so we're doing that and uh, now Kelly was like well did you get the did you get, did you get the whatever they are like the immune you know the emergency or whatever and it's wasn't well, this just as good but better because it has more than just vitamin C in it because isn't that like the stuff you would get that immune booster that's just it's just extra vitamin C right
1: Right. Well, there's emergency and we used to take that all the time in act in in college when we were actors, right? And that was mm-hmm. like a packet of orange stuff. It was like Tang, uh, yeah. That you drank, and then Flintstones are they even powder anymore? Or are they gummies now? Or are they either? Can
0: well, you, I still choose. Get, I still get the powder, and the kids complained about it right right away when I when I brought it home because they wanted the gummies. But uh, you get you get half the amount for the same price if you get the gummies. You're getting half the number oh. of servings, you know what I mean? Like of, of yeah. Uh-huh. So um But you don't have the chalky prehistoric aftertaste. You know what? My kids eat their boogers. They can handle some chalky aftertaste from Flintstones <laughs> vitamin. Like I'm not I'm not gonna spend twice as much money so that they could have a gummy bear, which people tell me they taste terrible too.
1: Oh, do they taste vitamin? It's not like chalky, not but, taste but they, like still gummy taste,
0: they still taste vitamin. E, but they're just gummy instead of chalky. And you just you chew it up, and then you drink some water, and then it's gone.
1: No, you do have it. It's not like it's a prolonged experience.
0: Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna kowtow to their demands. These booger eaters.
1: <laughs> well, what about all that uh, stuff like that company that got sued? The one that on the Head package on? that shows a little. Little man sitting in an airplane
0: seat. Oh, Mucinex.
1: No. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Yeah. Uh, no, the one that says teachers, teachers designed by teachers for Air- teachers. Airborne. and it'll cure your cancer. Airborne. Yeah. Airborne got sued and lost and had to basically take anything off the package that said that it did anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was really just some stuff to chew up. So, like, if you get the chewable vit- the chewable emergency products, you're getting 1,600% of your daily vitamin C. And that's pretty much all it is except for some. There's some vitamin B and vitamin E, but no more than you'd get in a Flintstone vitamin. So, uh, So the big difference is you're getting 16, no, 1,600% worth of your vitamin C. But at some point, isn't too much you're just having? Don't you just pee out all that extra vitamin C? Your body can't. But yeah, you all can't that just
1: take, of like, C. I couldn't take one billion cc's <laughs> of vitamin C and then, you know, have sicknesses that I got in the past be healed and sicknesses that I'll, you know, might someday get be healed. Like at some point, you're just peeing sunny delight.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, so... Uh, so, I didn't get the emergency. I just got the plain old vitamin. Like, I figured we'd be better off with a multivitamin that had all the stuff we needed and not just a whole lot of one thing we needed. So, I,
1: think- I always wonder about that, too. Like, when you go into GNC, and I realize that GNC is, I'm sure, the 20th and 21st century version of a medicine show, right? But, mm-hmm. or even if you go in the, the vitamin aisle at the Asco the or the, your, your, your CVS, your Dwayne Reed, your Walgreens, what have you. Uh, there 's an entire aisle of single letter vitamins, and then there 's the bottle of centrum complete on the end of the
0: exactly. aisle exactly
1: so one of those is a rip off. Is it the whole aisle or the centrum complete
0: well it 's got to be the whole aisle because why would, you, why would you buy separate bottles of every vitamin unless you want three thousand percent of every vitamin you, your body can possibly take so so you 're I mean, just peeing out half your income I would think I would think you are so. Uh-huh. So we made the trip to Walgreens to do that. I get the things. We're trying to, So she said she feels better, and then we hit another wall here in that, yes, she feels better, but now she's completely forgot to tell us that she's supposed to tomorrow bring a pack of 25 pencils to give to kindergartners that she helps in the morning. And she's, like, <laughs> running around the house trying to find pencils everywhere. And we're like, we, you're not just going to find pencils around the house. We don't have – Twenty-five unused pencils. Unless you're going to start giving them, you know, half half-used pencils with no eraser, uh, you know, with broken-off tips. Like you're out of luck. lot. Right, the ones you find in the couch that have been there for years exactly. that have you know. And then big she tries lead out of the bottom. And you know, I think she's trying. You know, she wants to feel sorry because she was sick and it wasn't her fault. And there's all these excuses why it wasn't her fault. How she was going to tell us, so that we should. And she says it in a way. She says it with a tone. That to me means, like, well, I was going to, so that's good enough. Like, I meant to, so why are you mad at me? You know? I was going to. So this, so is this your fault? I every intention no. of paying my taxes. So are, you blaming, so are you blaming us for this? No. So is this your fault? Well, no, because I, wa- I was going to tell Mom late when she was on her way home, but I never talked to her. Okay, but you knew. Th- when did you know this? Well, like two days ago. Okay, so I was home with you all day, all morning. Mom was home with you all afternoon. We could have easily gone to the store. Why didn't you bring it up? Well, I was going to. So that was, it's our fault. Cause she was uh, going
1: now, to. what's her? What, what's the? What's the punishment if she'd just fallen on her sword? She'd run down from the bedroom, like run to the landing, while you and your wife were watching "This Is Us," and uh, <laughs> and said, "I've made a horrible mistake." Well then, and you said what? Then we you help know, her. Tears in her eyes. She says, "I forgot to tell you about the pencils."
0: Well then, I I try to help her and bail her out, and unfortunately, she's getting bailed out anyway, uh, because this this is the, this isn't doesn't just punish her. You know what I mean? So if we let her, it punishes the fail, All these kindergartners that you know have been told. You, hey, usually get, you get some kind of special treat from your safety patrol on the last day before Christmas or whatever, and she shows up empty handed or with a whole bunch of broken pencils, <laughs> you know, just jagged, <laughs> broken, and she's got to break them in half so she has enough, um, you know, then that obviously doesn't look good there. So, so Kelly put on the coat, and here I am, I'm like, you, I, I look at Ellie and I said, you better get dressed and go with your mom to pick off these pencils, because, and then Kelly, I think, on purpose as she's walking at the go- door tells Ellie to stay. Like, does doesn't give her the satisfaction of coming to help. Oh, uh, you, you didn't know? feel
1: like she, she helped at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then Ellie's standing there holding her coat after Kelly walks out. And I said, what's going on? She's like, Mom told me not to stay. I'm like, well. you know." And, and that's a moment where you kind of want your kid to be upset and maybe cry a little bit and feel bad about it. Because you want them to remember that. Like, learn from it. You don't want to say, "Well, it's okay, you know, she's going to get the pencils, it'll be fine." Like, "No, you screwed up. She needs to know that she screwed up and we're bailing her out, but she better feel bad about it." <laughs> and Yeah, yes, she better. You want her Oh to my feel gosh, this fun. happened
1: to me two nights ago. I the baby and I had been having a pillow fight in the bedroom. And so part of this is my fault. I freely admit that I got her wound up. <laughs> I, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Pardon me. I then went into the kitchen and uh, started putting away dishes. And a few seconds later, she ran in and threw a pillow at me. Mm-hmm. And the pillow hit a bottle of wine. The bottle of wine hit a wine glass oh. full of wine, which oh. shattered. Oh! Which got wine. Oh, and there was a there was a Christmas tree charm on the bottle of wine, which shattered. the The wine glass shattered. The wine went on a laptop, an iPad, an iPhone. uh our last remaining Christmas card, which we were saving for ourselves.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you had set up um, a, a Rube Goldberg device of terrible things to happen. A disaster. In a row. <laughs> yeah. Let's line all this bills, stuff up. My great-grandmother's
1: uh, <laughs> wedding dress. What could go wrong? Put these all in a row.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it also smashed some uh, some decorative uh, gingerbread man measuring spoons. Sounds
0: like it would have made a and, great oh, It sounds like it would have made a great that, OK Go music video.
1: This is it. This is an OK Go uh, music video of um, of of early childhood disaster. <laughs> uh, and you just watch it go. You go. This must have taken them forever to get this in one take. <laughs> nope. <laughs> just the wine also landed on the sales papers to our condo.
0: Oh my gosh, you ruined everything. <laughs> everything. Oh my gosh. And so what was the what's the what's the reaction? Did you get like visceral immediately? Or did you like do you stop and take a breath and assess it? Or do you react? Like what do you do?
1: I had to react because there was wine kind of going everywhere and I wasn't sure exactly where glass or wine sort of began or ended. You just dive on so top was,
0: of it and start rolling it around to soak it up into your clothes so it doesn't yep. go anywhere else. Just <laughs> so rolling around on soak broken glass. Soak glass up and, into my clothes. <laughs> glass and wine. The worst part
1: was when, the, you know, the wine bottle fell over and clicked on a fan which blew a, a boat that had, a, a, that had a, a, a pool cue on it across a pool table full of water which then, uh, you know, knocked over a little ladder. Uh,
0: was Melissa I in the room when this happened? I repeating...
1: She wasn't home? Oh. So it was one of those deals where I had to explain to her just how bad the situation was and she couldn't possibly believe that all those things had gone wrong? No,
0: yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to cover up? Then She's wondering. Like, fire. What? Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, I. It's weird because, I mean, she should have known better than to throw a pillow in the kitchen. But at the same yeah. time, the damage did not was out of whack with the severity of the infraction. Like there you know was I mean? way like more damage much than, than there should have been? Yeah. Gotcha. Like there was a minor boneheaded mistake with a major consequence or a series of, of not major, but, you know, there was a lot of damage. Worse and than the so normal I, throwing
0: a pillow in the kitchen consequence. Right. It wasn't just she broke a,
1: you know, a water glass mm-hmm. or knocked over. I don't know. What would one knock over in a kitchen that not be a big deal? Uh a pepper.
0: Yeah, mill. sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: a a a high unwieldy stack of slate cheese boards. So you're <laughs> That's right.
0: So you are an
1: embarrassment of cheese boards.
0: <laughs> and slate too. Isn't slate not smooth? Are those bumpy cheese boards? I picture slate being kind They're of bumpy. Kind of bumpy.
1: They're very jagged on the edge. You could slice somebody right in half with the edge of it.
0: Oh. So as you're running around trying to clean up the mess, what's Viva's reaction to realizing what she had done? Did she know immediately Ah. she made a terrible mistake?
1: Yeah, she was imploding with guilt. Like, she was starting Mm. to talk really fast and say, like, we we can glue that and we could wipe all this up. Like, we could clean as much of this as we can.
0: And did you yes, so now here's no. here's what I do in a moment like that is that I let them soak in it for a little bit. Before I before I make it better, I let it be bad. Eventually I'm going to say, let's let's put this in perspective. It wasn't a big deal. Nobody got hurt. You didn't slice your foot open. You didn't, you know, like it's okay. But in the moment I want them to like I want that to imprint. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I did, but I always told myself I wouldn't do that. Like that, I I wouldn't parent with guilt because, like, I am a Catholic and susceptible to guilt, and I feel like oh, guilt drove so my well. childhood.
0: It's so it effective
1: because <laughs> I didn't want to punish her; I just wanted her to feel terrible.
0: Isn't mm-hmm. <laughs> that punishment enough? Right? Because that's that's a good that's that's an effective punishment. Guilt is a good punishment because it comes from within. You know what I mean? It right. means that she. It just means that she actually can feel guilty for doing something like that. And she was like, "What's a big deal, old man? Clean it up. <laughs> You're too slow to stop my pillow. You deserve this. If you didn't drink so much wine, your mortgage yeah. papers wouldn't be ruined." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you got it cleaned up, and uh, yeah, you have a talk just, with her. Stood
1: in it for a while. And, yeah, well, you know, I said this is why we don't throw things in the kitchen, and like. Look at all these things that are broken, and
0: uh, <laughs> look at what you've done.
1: Yeah, look at Daddy's dreams that you've broken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now, did she, did you make like? What, did she ever tell? Have to tell Melissa what she had done? Did you have to have to tell Mommy, or did she? I guess she's too young. Like at some point, you know, if something you'd you'd want them to explain it to the other parent when they got home, or something to say, it might give you an idea, like kind of a recap, a post mortem, to let them do they really learn something from it.
1: But, right, doesn't stick at all, or yeah. like ten minutes later, they she runs to in with a, another pillow, much super wide, right <laughs> that was awesome, by the way, Dad, Let's do it again sometime <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the uh so so I was hoping, I think Ellie was hoping that the sickness would get her out of us being mad about the pencils, but we were definitely mad about the pencils, and we Shoo. we did bail she her out, she
1: should have pushed harder on the sickness part.
0: Yeah, she started, like, coughing, had a hanky in her hand with a little bit of, like, a red marker that she drew on it. And she could have (laughs) coughed into it and then then slowly pulled it away and just looked up at us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, the holiday season is almost finished, which means you are... Uh, Really ramping up the holiday shopping right now, and I bet you're doing a lot of it on Amazon, because with Prime, you still got time. So please put those Amazon dollars to work, keeping this show on the air, and do it by using the Amazon portal at the support page at paternitypodcast.com. It's very simple. Here's how it works. When you want to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com, click support. You will see an Amazon portal. You will click on it, and that's it. You're on Amazon. You can sign in with your prime. You don't sign up for anything extra. You don't pay anything extra. They just know that you came to our website. And so they send a portion of their profits, and we use that to keep this show going. And the uh, added uh, portion of their profits that they send us this month uh, go a long way towards paying for the boops and the beeps. Todd, you buying stuff on Amazon?
0: Uh, All of it. Everything. So because we are so... uh... I don't know if I don't know what was different about this year. we did a lot of our stuff on Amazon last year, but this year I feel like we waited way too long. We had no plan of attack you know usually we start talking <laughs> about Christmas a little bit sooner um I think uh you know Kelly this was her first is this no this is yeah, this is her first year full time at at the at the one high school where she is now teaching. Uh, You know, after kind of being part time and having some of that extra time to get this done, and it just kind of all hit at once, we realized how busy we both were. And uh, so Amazon became our best friend. But I'm pretty sure Amazon hates us because we've ordered a lot from Amazon. Unfortunately, they're all, every order is like one item at a time. <laughs> so we have
1: – Oh, so they're, t- they're taking a loss. They're taking a loss
0: <laughs> on their cardboard boxes and, and just if you add up the labor of all individually shipping everything as opposed to them being able to put six or eight things in a box. So um, I feel bad, but I also feel like I've gotten my year's worth of prime in the last three days for sure.
1: It's important because, you know, in January you get the bill for Prime and there's that one day where you're like, this isn't worth it. And then there's 364 days where you're like, oh, oh, yes, it is.
0: Yeah. And this is the time of year when it's – I mean, this pays for it right now just between – besides the actual value of the the deliveries of getting this stuff in two days with no extra charges but also the uh, convenience of not having to go to a store and and get the stuff myself. So I'm – it's well worth it for sure. Uh, I am starting. I, I don't know if it's the algorithm or how it works, but I feel like I'm hitting a lot of. You see, you you make your list come up of, like I'm looking for this item, and I only want to see Prime ones because I know that I need to get it in two days. But I'm, but everything I'm clicking on a lot of things that say, uh, two free two day shipping," uh, will ship December twenty seventh. I'm like, well, that's a little that that. Doesn't matter if I get two day shipping at that point. I need a neg I need negative two day shipping at that point.
1: Right. I need to, right, I, don't don't try to make me feel about uh, better about this. You've ruined my Christmas. Yeah. You can't say, well, you'll you'll uh and you'll, I, you'll pull out of that uh your whole family hates you stupor so quickly after Christmas when the things arrive on the twenty seventh. No, it does not work that way.
0: And so I feel like i uh, I feel like I need a, a button to filter out that stuff, but it doesn't let you because I think it wants you to know it's out there and if you're willing to, you know, maybe it's okay that it comes ah. after Christmas, but they need a button that says, like, just show me the things that will arrive before Christmas.
1: Certain things will say arrives by Christmas. Yeah, yeah, some they things will, will, but
0: won't. you have to find them. You have to click on them first and you'll see it. You know uh. what I mean? So you, yeah, they do
1: that with a few things. They do it with a Christmas thing. They do it with sometimes it will say Prime. But then they don't mean it, or like it's prime on certain sizes or colors, but not yeah. other things.
0: It's prime if you get a so bunch you, of you, other prime things,
1: right? Yeah, prime on purchases over X. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bogus. Prime should mean prime, and prime should mean here by Christmas until after Christmas. Then you can have set a different, uh, you know, algorithm or whatever it is. But, but yeah, I have
0: to, I do have to say, and this is not not a you know, it sounds like a an advertisement for Amazon, but. I have found gifts, you know, in this short amount of time, I have found gifts that I never would have found in the store. Uh, you know, things that are a little bit different or I had an idea, but then I found something, you know, based on that search that was a better idea or something cooler that I didn't even know existed. So, like, browsing Amazon has been I, – I love it now. Like, I I hate browsing stores. Like, I, if you tell me I have to go shopping for Christmas presents and I have to do it in a mall or in a, in a, in a superstore or something like that, I will – find a way to you know hurt myself so i have to go to the hospital or just i hate it i hate the browsing because i don't feel it feels so unproductive to me but i love browsing
1: what if it weren't christmas what if you weren't shopping for christmas and you were in a store with product you enjoy like, what if it was the middle of oh, March and you well, were I've in a car that. showroom or a record store? Or yeah, store. I
0: mean, I, I could walk around a Best Buy just for fun, for an hour, and not even not care. But the pressure of having to find something for somebody that is going to matter to them makes it, ruins it for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And certainly there are people Ballad, who yes. who like the, you know, they like the hunt, they like being able to find something unique for somebody and go through a hundred things on the on 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 the rack before they find that one special thing that, you know, it's gonna be cool. And I just can't. I can't. But I am finding these <laughs> browsing Amazon because I can at least narrow it down to categories. You know, I'm like, I know I want to find something baseball related for Alex. Well maybe I want to find a baseball Ornament, or maybe okay. Well, then let's narrow it down by team. Or maybe I don't want a team. Maybe I want a glove, or maybe I want something that looks, you know. And so then I'm kind of it's my search is evolving because I I have options and those options give me ideas and I'm starting to like you know it I I I have a path you know Oh sure and browsing I've browsing in this physical store I feel like I'm just wandering you know what I mean. So because if I want to just if I'm in a, a department store and I want to say, oh, I'd like to f- find something baseball related for Alex. Well, OK, if, if it's going to be Christmas related, then like an ornament, I need to go to the Christmas section. If it's going to be uh, a sporting good thing, I need to go to that section. If it's going to be a decoration thing for the bedroom, I have to go to the home section of the store and look for baseball related home decorating, you know, things <laughs> to hang on the wall. So I've got to go everywhere you know what I mean this puts them all in one place so that's uh so it's 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 been great but i am um, uh i think today might be the last day that we can get away with ordering something on amazon and i think that means that one of us is going to be stuck going to a store once cuz i think we have one or two fill you know those those gifts we talked about earlier the fill in gifts of uh uh-huh you know we need to we need to fill the quota and i think at this point we just need to go some one of us is going to end up at a store just buying filler. Sure. I need some good just filler buying, ideas, uh, Taco though. Taco Bell
1: gift certificates.
0: Yeah, I need some... <laughs> <that's> what, <laughs> maybe. Maybe Taco Bell gift certificates. So, Well,
1: um, the stores are starting to figure that out and, like, pack the filler in an area, right? Yeah. If, especially, like, the big box stores. Don't they, they do kind of have a stocking stuffer area now?
0: Yeah, when, when you first walk into Target, there's their, their whole dollar section that is... I guess you'd call uh-huh. that stocking stuffers and... Uh, so they are figuring out that sometimes you just need to walk in and see a whole bunch, you know, I need everything from one category in one spot. I mean, this is the year of the unicorn for Ellie. She, she's way, you know, she wants everything unicorns right now. So she wants, Oh really? She wants, uh, she wants yeah. Lisa
1: Frank posters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm looking at unicorn socks right now, actually. Look at those. I wonder if I can get those here by Christmas. I think I can. I think they have the horns on the toes? Yes, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. They're uh, and they're not. They're not like soft ones either. They're like hard.
1: <laughs> they're made out of elephant tusks, which seems you know unfortunate, but they're ivory uh, unicorn horn.
0: Yeah, whatever it takes. You know, it's, unicorns are magical. Oh, it was, now now here. This is no good. They've tried to sneak in a narwhal with the unicorns, and I realize he's the unicorn of the sea. But you can't you can't, you can't, sneak in a narwhal sock amongst the unicorn socks trying to sell it. You know, someone's going to buy that by mistake and go, oh, look, I got this underwater unicorn. Uh, oh, that's very disappointing. They actually exist, yeah. so you can't. That's no good.
1: You don't see any Knights of the Round Table trying to, you know, track down a narwhal to uh, kiss it and turn it into a woman or grind its tusk down to make Chinese medicines. Like, get out of there, narwhals. <laughs> The only thing you're good for is Scrimshaw. <laughs> Nobody wants Scrimshaw for Christmas. <laughs> Least of all an 11-year-old girl. Good news, Ellie. Open up your stockings. Santa's been here and he brought you the magic of Scrimshaw. Like this show? Want more stuff like this show? You can read our weekly Paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com, and monthly, a column in the print edition, uh, Chicago Parent Magazine. That column's called Viva Daddy, and it's available wherever you get to tell Santa one thing you want, smile for the camera, and then move along. Other kids are waiting.
0: And if you haven't done so already, you want to make sure you don't miss uh, new episodes as they come out. So make sure you are subscribed to the show. Uh, you can subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, however you get your podcasts. Uh, if you do use iTunes and the podcast app on an iPhone, uh, make sure you subscribe through that. And also, when you're on iTunes, you can leave a short rating and a review there. It will be quick and easy, and it's a great way to help new listeners find us.
1: Social media isn't just for Rob K and Black China or any letter Rob or any color China. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at the Paternity Test, and on Twitter at
0: the Dad Test. Is Rob Kardashian? Has he always been as fat as he looks in the pictures I've seen recently?
1: No, something seemingly horrible has happened to him, right? <laughs> Didn't he look like a like a a Moly Kardashian person at one point, maybe I'm wrong, maybe he never did, but uh I don't think he always looked like a blob.
0: yeah, he seems to look like a blob right now, like he actually looks ill yeah uh well, I mean, I think he might be an alcoholic I could be, oh, that would do it. I could be talking out of school, but I mean they're obviously uh I mean they're having their issues right now. Black yeah. China. well
1: he's either a little kid with cancer or an alcoholic i suppose there are other options but those seem like the front runners at this point just going on the physical wow. evidence i can't believe
0: ah, it's so crap. delicious my i can't believe webf- it has 40 calories to, and to look at uh rob kardashian which I've, i think this is the first time i've ever looked at rob kardashian except in one other tool, like uh i've just seen a couple of uh social media things that people put up and Who is Black China, anyway? Is that someone I should know?
1: I don't know. I don't know where she came from. I don't know who... So he's the Kardashian. Yeah. So she is the... Oh, so she is the obligatory African-American person that they date and drive to some sort of substance abuse or insanity, right? (laughs) Isn't that how the formula goes?
0: It seems to be. I mean, he probably didn't want to date a basketball player, so... uh... He went with uh oh it's funny is that her name is Angela Renee White, but she's known as Black China.
1: Wow.
0: I guess she was uh she was a model, but she's also known more for just appearing in uh hip hop music videos.
1: Oh, she what do you call that? Uh the, those video vixens, those B girls. What do you call them? There's a name for it, right? We're just like girls who twerk in rap videos. I mean, there's several videos like industry girls. Terms.
0: Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Is
1: she black or Chinese? Sh- I feel something. uncomfortable with her name.
0: Yeah, and it's B L A C C H Y N A. So she's changing it up a little bit.
1: Does that make it less racist?
0: Uh, I don't know. Hey, look at your uh, uh, Skype messenger. I don't know if you're Do, familiar with black china. I sent you a picture of her. Oh goodness. Is that
1: all real human meat? <laughs>
0: I yeah. <clears throat> Everyone's known for something, I guess.
1: It seems uh well it's g it's the um Oh the Calipygian uh uh look like um sound the alarm like the woman with the song that samples babies got back and her name is oh, i don't know
0: i don't know there's a song Anaconda. that samples oh yeah. yeah but this is more than that i that's got to be like photoshopped we're talking about she there's a picture of her with a large rear end like a shelf you a shelf I mean? well
1: i guess what's probably photoshopped is the waist right like that's a real butt. Maybe I guess it could be expanded butt. I guess they could grow the butt. They definitely waist don't do that <laughs> when the butt is that. So something, something or both is lying, Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, She these. also seems to have chopped up her nose, like chopped off her nose. Like there is no human nose on that face, which is upsetting. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm not sure what she intends to do with that water bottle, but it makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, why is she holding the water bottle? Well, she's just staying hydrated. <laughs> it's important when you've got that much booty to take care of. I sent you one more picture. Just,
1: just Yeah, so and can. this one, this is more pleasing and less horrifying, but also fake. It's got to right? be fake. Like, um, this is like one of those, when you make fun of 90s comics and you show a picture that, like, Rye, Rob Liefeld drew of Captain America where you can see, like... Like he's standing sideways, but you can see both pecs—that kind of thing. You know, it doesn't. You how know, <laughs> Mickey Mouse turns his head, but you can always see both ears. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> no matter which way she turns, you still see both cheeks.
1: How can I see both cheeks if she's standing to be full profile?
0: <laughs> Send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test Mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail dot com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number six five seven Bad Dads. And now it's time for talking to your kids about strangers, where, seriously, talk to your kids about strangers. It's no joke.
1: They're like everywhere. You got to talk out. to them.
0: I saw an article the other day <laughs> that said something about, like, it is not nearly as dangerous as we make it seem to be. Like, let your kids play outside, you know, kind of thing. And uh it wasn't like a, I don't know, it wasn't like an anti-hippie parent thing, but it was Uh.
1: Well, if we're going by the numbers, yeah. Your child has never ever ever been less likely to be abducted. Right. Like most people in most places are safer, safer than they've never been. Now, tell that to the person whose kids get, you know, chopped up
0: and made Well, up furniture what by. do they say? <laughs> they only the the bad guy only has to be successful once or whatever. Right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, the whole 80s thing was a myth. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. It was that you know, made-up numbers like 150,000 or whatever that number is that they make up whenever they're making up numbers. Um, and some very highly publicized, unfortunate occurrences like the Adam Wall story, which made us think that, as Dave always says, nine out of every five children in the <laughs> 80s was was <laughs> abducted. Yeah. Uh, in actuality, not much is going to go wrong, uh, but I realized, because uh, I was talking to some other parents with five-year-olds about talking to your five-year-old about strangers, that it is now time when... You know our children can understand enough that they need to have this talk, and now I've got to be someone who has a talk. And it's not the '80s, which means they can't. I can't just point them at the television and Arnold Drummond will tell them about strangers, mm-hmm. or John Walsh. I have to tell them myself.
0: Yeah, we're there. What's the good? I mean, does Dora talk about strangers? Does I mean what the, do do the Wonder Pets? Talk about strangers. I mean, I don't know that any of these shows are preparing our kids. Think about strangers? Even, like, the Disney shows, Girl Meets World will have a very special episode about bullying every once in a while, but where do kids learn about stranger danger? Because, you know, they should do it for us.
1: Yeah, on the Disney shows, they just sass off to strangers until the strangers slink away, feeling badly about themselves. (laughs) Dumb strangers. Whatever, stranger. (laughs) Put a big L on their forehead with their thumb and finger. Well, I know how I learned. I learned because uh, my mother watched this Adam Walsh story the day before we went to the Brookfield Zoo when I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, may- actually, maybe I was younger than that. I have to look up the year. And as we were getting out of the car, she said, Oh, don't, uh, don't not hold hands with us or don't walk off by yourself because last night I watched a movie where a little boy walked off in a Sears and they found his head in a ditch.
0: <laughs> well, that's extreme.
1: Suffice it to say, I never talked to strangers or got lost.
0: <laughs> no, Not see, and I that. feel like I never got the. Str- I mean, uh, I got the common sense, but I don't know. My brother and I had so much freedom to kind of wander around aimlessly that it was inevitable at some point you're going to talk to strangers. We seem to have a healthy fear of them. But you and your brother were like the Goonies. Well, we I mean, were a little bit just like the Goonies.
1: bikes, finding aliens, like finding pirate ships.
0: It was very Goonies-like in our neighborhood. Bands of kids on BMX bikes, you know, just riding the neighborhood through the forest preserves, playing Rambo, fighting
1: the Demogorgon. <laughs>
0: it was, it was very Stranger Things as well. Uh, so what are do you doing? Was
1: based on your life. I think it said so on the title card.
0: It was. It's pretty amazing. I just, it, I get all kinds of childhood feels. Uh, it's mostly the. The fact that the parents are never around, I kind mm-hmm. of feel like that was the 80s for me a lot. We were just – we'd see them you know, after school and at dinner, and then we were just on our own, and it was – we loved it. We loved it. We found all kinds of trouble to get into, all kinds of climbing. I can't I, – I, I my kids could not climb a tree if their life depended on it. And I feel like we climbed to the tops of every tree in our neighborhood. We used to sit in a tree – I had a tree in our front yard, a crabapple tree. And on, a, like, a hot day, we would just sit – you know, 30 feet up in this crabapple tree, sitting on a branch, eating crabapples all day, throwing the cores down at the ground, you know, and that was how we spent this, the day. It was fantastic.
1: Remember that time we faked our own deaths and then we took a raft down the mighty Mississippi and uh, and then we found Injun Joe's cave?
0: I don't think that was us. It wasn't us? Uh, I think it was Tom Sawyer.
1: I love that you just told the story about the setting in a crabapple tree <laughs>
0: We did set in a crab apple tree. Whittling whittling a uh, (laughs) slingshot, perhaps? We whittled as well. Darn it. (laughs) We whittled. We all had knives. (laughs) It was great. It was great. So, how do you teach Viva about strangers?
1: Well, have I told you know, I've told the story on the show before, but probably not in a a few years. But uh, my story about meeting John Walsh in in, uh, JFK Airport. Um, Did you meet
0: you, – you met him and got to talk to him?
1: Well, he was there with his family, which is like his second or third family, right? And he mm-hmm. had some young kids and a wife and an older kid. There were about three kids and a wife and a, and a John Walsh. <coughs> the man who sort of made us all afraid of, of strangers in the 80s mm-hmm. and who America's most wanted. And um, so I saw him there and uh, happened to be walking very close to them, and I heard all the kids say they were in a food court. And the kids all wanted to eat different things. And somebody was like, oh, I want, I want, uh, you know, Pen Express. Oh, I want those tacos. I want this. And so John Walsh turns to the kids and says, let's all split up, get what we want, and then get back together. Oh. And I thought, John Walsh, you of all people, you taught me not to split up at, in the middle yeah. of a busy airport. always
0: stay together. You know,
1: airport uh, food court. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I kidnapped one of the kids to teach him a lesson. hmm <laughs> I, mean, I brought him right back,
0: but uh, yeah, you just wanted to, you know, scare him straight.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Scared straight,
1: yeah. Then I uh, I sat right next to them because I wanted to spy on them. Yeah, uh, and uh, they were looking at a at a Brooks Brothers store across from their table while they were eating their Panda Express, and uh, one of the kids said, uh, "What would it be like if you had a suitcase you could poop in?" <laughs> and one of the other kids said, I think that would be uh, messy. And then the, the girl kid said, uh, I think that would be smelly. And then John Walsh said, I think you should all just eat your food.
0: <laughs> that was a time when he wished a stranger would uh, right. <laughs> take some of his kids away. Just for a couple hours. You know. Yeah, yeah, nothing serious. Nothing serious. Give him, give him a breather. Yeah.
1: Well, the the interesting thing that, um, because we're shopping all the time right now, right? So that's a good time to lose your kid. Oh,
0: that's the best um, time. Ellie, I still happen. Ellie's 11 years old, and I still lose her in a store because she wants, she just oof. like gets, she's, she's, like, doesn't realize that she's kind of wandering off as I turn mm-hmm. left and she keeps going straight. And I know she's 11, so I should figure out, should she, you know, it'd be okay, but I still freak out. I still, I get to the point where you're like, "How much longer till I have to yell out her name?" You know, out uh-huh. loud where it sounds. I'm like a little bit panicky. You're like, uh, Ellie. So I'm trying to like get not too loud right away. So I'm like, Ellie. Silent uh, scream. Ellie. Ellie. Uh, Ellie. Now trying to get louder without sounding like I've lost my child. <laughs> But' uh, great right, people start looking, yeah, they are looking at you, yep. you're like, no, I'm just uh you know, just saying ellie, so <laughs> uh so have you have you, you you've abandoned the leash, right? you don't have the uh, the safety harness anymore
1: we abandoned the leash, she started to uh to you know buck against the leash mm-hmm. uh I lost her real good once at um <laughs> uh oh, at the scariest place i pro- i possibly could have lost her which uh um Aleppo, no, um, Maggie Daley Park.
0: (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) Uh, too soon. That place is dangerous when you when you have your child like with you. Can imagine? Yeah, if she was
1: if she was in a in a baby Bjorn strapped to my chest, it's still dangerous. Mm. And uh, she ran off like she like was playing. Hey, Daddy, chase me, and succeeded in eluding me, and was gone. Oh, a solid couple minutes.
0: Oh, uh, that's enough. To, that's enough for panic to set in, right? Oh yeah. If you, probably, oh. I bet if you go thirty seconds without seeing her in the park, like without laying mm-hmm. eyes on her, where you're looking, you're scanning, and you've gone thirty seconds, that's when the panic. You start to have a little bit of that panic set in, right?
1: Turning around and the camera's focused on you, but the background is spinning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, and of course, then she was just like happily playing in a sprinkler. Water feature thing, and uh. I was, you know, becoming my own water feature thing, wetting my pants. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, when you go up, you like Don't you do that? And they're like, What? I was playing in a fountain. Right. They, you know,
1: why don't you parent better, old man? Yeah. <laughs> Doing exactly what I should do. I'm playing in a fountain at a fountain park.
0: Yeah. You, however. <laughs> you are not parenting at a. Yeah. You're not parenting at a park, a parenting park.
1: At a parenting park.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: Well, as we were talking with this other couple about what to do with your kids, the dad said, and so just before we started recording tonight, I looked it up on the website of the, oh, National Don't Get Your Kids Kidnapped mm-hmm. Department. Um, what is it called? The natu- National Endangered, uh, I don't know. The Department of Don't Lose Your Kids, uh, which, of course, you know, Trump will, will make uh, – you know, who's a child abductor. Don't make John Wayne Gacy the secretary of the department. Don't, don't, don't lose yeah. your kids. Um, anyway, I found a fact. It backed up what this guy said, but that's to tell your kid that if they get lost in a store to go to – if they can't find an employee, so, so like you tell them, look for somebody behind a cash register, look for somebody with a name tag. Barring that, find a woman with kids.
0: Oh. Wow. So – if you want to kidnap kids, you should dress yourself dress up like as a woman with kids.
1: The other, bring the other kids you've kidnapped with you. Yeah. Or do one of those things like when you pretend you're the Jackson 5 like where you have a broom handle across your shoulders with dummies <laughs> hanging down from
0: it on either side. Yeah, 4-year-olds can't tell that's not you no. know. 4-year-olds are, are face blind. They can't tell a puppet from a human. <laughs> <laughs> So have you taught her this lesson?
1: Not yet. I'm a little weirded out by it, but it it's borne out by uh-huh. appeal to authority. But they say that, you know, if, again, numbers game, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it is possible that a woman with kids is a gypsy child abductor Absolutely. who wants to, you know, add your child to her pickpocketing army. But, yeah, if you're playing uh, the odds, that's,
0: yeah, that's going to be your best bet.
1: Yeah. And I, I, what I had told her is find a clown smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Turns out that's totally wrong.
0: <laughs> so has she uh, – does she get it? Does she, does she get the <sighs>
1: – My wife tried to talk to her about it last night, and it bummed her out so hard she stopped listening. Oh, it, like bu- it bummed out? I was doing something else, and then I – yeah, Viva was running down the hall. Mm-hmm. And my wife was chasing her saying, wait, we have to talk about this. And Viva was saying, stop it. Those are really sad stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> She's literally running away from her problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can think of a worse Run way to cope. The
1: awaiting van of a stranger. <laughs>
0: It's hard. It's hard because you – as soon as you start to have that – they don't want those scary thoughts in their head that that is a possibility. So uh, I, I think I had that conversation with Ellie when she was uh, – Viva's age, a little bit older, and it was the same thing where they just – they don't want to have to process that. So you could say, you know, what would you ever do? And I guess that's how we've always approached it. I think I would say, like, so what would you do if – uh, we were at a, a store and you couldn't find us, or if someone you didn't know came to talk to you. And the thing that I always want to make sure that I stress after, because the, they obviously they get the obvious answers right there, like, well, I wouldn't talk to the stranger. But it's like, what if the stranger says, "Your dad told me that you're supposed to come with me," you know, or right. or even if they knew my name, you know, or even, but if you don't mm-hmm. know their face, like, you need to run away. <laughs> So, right.
1: Oh, uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's what it's called. Yeah, they say that you've got to tell your kid not just to say – like, you kids are so literal. Mm-hmm. If you say don't take candy from a stranger, they'll take crayons. Oh. If you say don't talk to a stranger, they'll talk to someone who says, I'm not a stranger. I'm your dad's
0: best oh, friend. Oh, yeah, because they've said, they're the not, clown. Yeah, they've said they're not a stranger. <laughs> they're a exactly. They're Exactly. the clown. <laughs> Oh man. That's a terrible uh stage name for a clown. Right.
1: It means uh it means balloons in in <laughs>
0: Croat, but terrible in English. So, uh I've also heard of parents who test their children. Like they will Oh, the role play? They'll no, no, no. They'll like purposely lose them in a store but still be Visually, They're where they can corner see, and see them, they but they kind of want to see what the kid does, you know. But oh jeez, uh, which that doesn't seem that that seems like that could backfire on you, and you could probably be I think charged, largely
1: right. You can be charged with uh, child endangerment for doing that. Uh, yeah, uh, the 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 National Center for Missing and Exploited Children says that like. Your child will pretty much one hundred percent of the time do the wrong thing in a stressed out situation, so you just need to try <laughs> to tell them to like stay in the store because yeah. your kid will be like, I, "I know what to do. I'm supposed to run out to the highway and stick out my thumb."
0: <laughs> it's true how, uh, and I think I've seen they've done that. They've they've done that same thing on uh, a couple of those shows, like what would you do kind of stuff, you know, right. where they set John kids Pignani's up,
1: kidnap your kids,
0: yeah, and so they'll uh you know have a stranger talk to kids and and at first they they start to they initially will do the right thing but they give they give into the pressure because the authority figure of an adult is so hard to resist you know what i mean we break them all day until like we say
1: listen to us obey without delay listen to your teacher listen to every single uh uh Uh, adult around you except for some that we can't actually show you examples of but when they come along (laughs) don't listen to them (laughs) good plan not confusing at all
0: well folks it's time for another episode of the paternity test to fall off of nakatomi plaza
1: Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com. Call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS, and tell your friends about the show. Also, consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com.
0: All right, everybody. Remember the old saying, feed a cold, starve a fever, and use guilt to teach a lesson. And until next time... Best of luck passing the paternity test.